Hey, fellow Boundary Breakers, if your current delegation systems are not working to get you out of the day-to-day in your business, there is an exercise on our website that is the first step to get you out of the delegation catch-22. I'm going to throw the link in the show notes for you to go ahead and download. The brand story is important because what that does is it ties your company purpose and your company focus and also your company values. It ties them together with a neat little bow and it tells a story, which for most of us is a lot easier to comprehend or understand than just the statement's alone. So that is really the power behind the brand story. The other reason the brand story is important is because it really engages your team on the why. The why of the company, the why of the purpose. Again, it's that story. Welcome to another episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. I'm your host, Casey Gromer. I am the founder of She Sweet Boutique. With over 20 years of marketing and business management experience, I work with small businesses and female founders using our signature business blueprint. On the show, you get tools, advice, resources, support, and encouragement that resonates with the modern businesswoman. So, fellow boundary breakers, let's dive in. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, fellow boundary breakers. You are listening to Female Founders Breaking Boundaries podcast. I'm your host, Casey Gromer, and I launched this podcast in order to challenge some of the stale, outdated, and inflexible business strategies that women are faced with today so that we can embrace a new way of achieving success on our own terms And we can also leave room for our actual real life in the process. In today's episode, we are talking about the story behind brand story. And the typical format for this podcast is to start off by uplifting a fellow female founder. We will tackle today's content on brand story and then we will close with some deep thoughts from yours truly. But first, let's celebrate a female founder. I read a news story this past week at the time of recording that The Honest Company had their initial public offering or IPO. So congratulations, Jessica Alba. She hit $412.8 million in her initial public offering. Jessica Alba is the founder of The Honest Company brand, which is a company that puts out some eco-friendly and non-toxic products that you may have seen. Jessica says she founded the company after her you know, first baby was born. And I, I think this has happened to many of us as we have taken a look at the products that we're using in our lives But she was using a new detergent and she broke out in a rash and she was thinking, what the heck? So that's where the Honest Company was born. And she is a fellow mom, right? So we have to lift her up. Jessica's purpose 
for The Honest Company. And if you remember that we talked about, I believe in, was it episode six? We were talking about, yes, episode six, we talked about our purpose and our focus. So Jessica's purpose for The Honest Company was to prioritize people and planet, which is what her brand did. Now, one of the reasons I am lifting Jessica up today because she's been on a journey. After The Honest Company launched, they had massive sales from people like me, for example, who were kind of in the same boat of wanting to protect our kids, ourselves from, you know, chemicals and impurities and things that could be lurking in our products that might have an impact on our health. As with any company like this that grows, Jessica has faced several lawsuits over the years over people claiming that what Honest Company is advertising is not actually what's in the product. Some of those lawsuits may be founded and some may not. That's not for me to decide. I'm not a judge. But what I did want to point out about one of the reasons that I chose to lift Jessica Alba up today is because this is something that either has happened or could happen to any of us. Because when our companies get big like this, sometimes they kind of get a life of their own. And I love how Jessica was able to bring some of this, I bring some of these ideas back and, you know, focus on our promise to the customer and are we delivering on that promise? And they've made some reformulations and some things like that. So Jessica Alba, congratulations for being one of the very few female founders to break that boundary of that, you know, that revenue ceiling and to take the Honest Company into its IPO. Let's give her a round of applause. Okay, it is time to get into today's content. What is the story behind brand story? This is kind of an easy topic to tackle today because I feel like everybody really understands the concept behind brand story. But in case you need a refresher, your brand story is really how you tell the story behind your future vision or the company purpose. It's how you tell the story of your purpose and your focus. So why is the brand story important? I don't really feel like I need to spend a ton of time belaboring this point because to be honest with you, most of the clients who come to work with us already have a brand story. And it's typically, you know, a pretty good brand story. So I feel like this is a concept that a lot of people get and a lot of people understand. But we're going to spend a little bit of time on it today, mostly talking about how then to take that brand story and use it purposefully in your business. So the brand story is important because what that does is it ties your company purpose and your company focus and also your company values. It ties them together with a neat little bow and it tells a story, which for most of us, is a lot easier to comprehend or understand than just the statements alone. So that is really the power behind the brand story. The other reason the brand story is important is because it really engages your team on the why. The why of the company, the why of the purpose. Again, it's that story. 
most of us need that story to create relevant context so that our brains can kind of process, right? And we can see ourselves in the story. And the brand story is also important because not only does it connect your team to your purpose, but it connects your ideal audience to your purpose, the people who are willing to buy from you. It connects them and it allows them to see themselves in your product or your service. So the brand story does play a pretty important role in our sales and marketing process. So how do you tell an effective brand story? So regardless of whether your brand story has a prominent place in your marketing or not, it needs to be told somehow. And whether you are the main character of your brand story or the customer is the main character of the brand story doesn't matter. The brand story is, it starts with a main character, a person who is probably your ideal audience, and there's some sort of problem or there's some sort of conflict. So the brand story really follows along the traditional storytelling formula of the problem or the conflict, and then there's this journey. So once the main character recognizes that there is this problem or conflict, the journey talks about how the conflict or the problem impacts their life in some sort of negative way and talks about the journey they took to try to fix the problem or find a solution to the problem. So then the solution becomes a part of the story. How did they fix it? What did they find to improve the problem? And then the brand story wraps up with whatever the outcome is or how the life of the main character is better or improved because of the solution that they found to whatever conflict or problem that they had. It is not rocket science. It's something we all learned in grade school. My first grader is writing stories with this formula, so this is not hard. But what can be a little tricky sometimes is how we implement our brand story. Now, one of the things I do recommend with a brand story is to get creative when you are writing the brand story. And whether you are a creative writer or you need to outsource this creative writing to someone, I think this is probably one of those pieces that words really do matter and it really is important to find those right words. This brand story is going to be told over and over and over in all of the elements of your marketing and your communications in some way, shape, or form. And your teams need to be able to pull from this brand story at any given time. The brand story is going to be either told outright on your website, or it's going to be sprinkled throughout your website. It's going to be sprinkled throughout your marketing. It's going to be everywhere. So there are lots of great resources out there for writing a creative brand story. And this is also one of the services that we offer as part of the business blueprint is crafting that brand story story. So be creative, use creative, and get the words right. The brand story, like I mentioned, is used in your sales and marketing material. You have to be able to tell that story in its entirety in different places in your marketing. 
And whether you're using video or you're using email or you're using your website or you're using flyers, wherever your brand story exists, you have to be able to articulate or show visually the whole story, the problem, the journey, the solution, the outcome. The brand story, if you look in the brand story and you dissect the content of the brand story, you will really start to understand your ideal buyer, your ideal audience. They are in the brand story and pieces of their personality and their wants and their desires, their needs, their pains are all in the brand story. The brand story is also, like we mentioned before, it's how you take that purpose, that focus, and those values. And whether you're communicating those purpose, focus, and values to your team or to your customers or not, the brand story is actually going to tell that. It's going to tell about your purpose, focus, and values. So even if you didn't get the words quite right in your purpose statement or your focus statement, The brand story is your chance to put some context around the meaning of the words that you did choose. So just to wrap up quickly, this is going to be a short episode today, but just to wrap up quickly about the brand story, I want you to go look at your brand story if you have one. If you don't have one, I would love for you to take a stab at writing it down. But chances are you probably have a brand story somewhere, whether it's on your website or in a a brochure, wherever it may be. But go take a look at your brand story. And I want you to think about the purpose and the focus and the values that you created after the last three episodes. And I want you to double check. Is your purpose and your focus, are they represented in that brand story? Are your company values represented in that brand story? I also want you to read through that brand story and I want you to check and see whether your customer and your team members, can they see themselves in this story? Is it painted in a way that people can make the connection about, wow, that sounds just like me. I want you to see if that's represented in your brand story. And if it isn't, this might be the perfect opportunity to go through the business blueprint and recreate that brand story in a really meaningful and purposeful way so that you can be implementing it in your business. Okay, we're going to wrap up today's podcast by sharing a stat that I read in an article recently, a very depressing stat actually. And I don't think this is going to come as any surprise, but being a podcast that is focused on women and women in business and successful women, the stat was that women collectively over the last year, which would be from March 2020 to March 2021, women collectively over the last year lost at least $800 billion in income over the last year. And I think part of the stat that I read was this is more than the combined gross domestic product of 98 countries. And of course, this is due to COVID, the pandemic. And the reason is that as the country was shutting down, the schools were shutting down 
And, you know, women were the ones who are either expected or who ended up for some reason or another, not here to judge your family situation, women were expected to be the ones to stay home with the children who were no longer going to school. And not only were we staying home with these children, but we were also teaching them because they were distance learning. And if you are like me and you have small children, they are not created or meant to, at this age, sit in front of a computer all day watching school videos. So a lot of that fell onto the shoulders of moms. And because of that, Women were leaving the workforce, women were having to take cuts in pay, women were shutting down businesses, some of the businesses who had to close, many of them were restaurants or businesses where women were providing services, maybe they were waiting tables or they were cleaning buildings or whatever, but women are out of the workforce. And so what's so sad to me about this is we had worked so hard to make just a little bit of progress (laughs) over the last few years in terms of equitable pay and equitable opportunity for women. And we just lost a significant chunk of that progress. And I don't know. I don't know what that means going forward. I don't know what that's going to look like when everything starts opening back up. My kids are back in school right now, but I know there, at least as of recently, there were lots of places where kids were still not in school. So I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know if we're going to bounce right back. I don't know if this burden on women is going to completely go away or if we can regain everything that we lost. But I would love to hear how this impacted you, if this impacted you, and what you think is the next step or what you think is going to happen next on this journey for equity in women. So I'm going to wrap up today's episode by inviting you to connect with me on LinkedIn, Casey Gromer. Create a connection and tell me you heard the podcast so I know that you're not a spammer because there are some of those on LinkedIn, you know, those people that request to connect with you and then like 0.5 milliseconds after you accept their connection, you get a um, sales pitch. Anyway, connect with me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on Instagram as well. I am Casey underscore Gromer. And I want to leave you with this permission. Go out there this week and break some boundaries. Honey, what is it that you wanted to tell our listeners today? Get out there and break some boundaries and do it for me and my generation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. If you enjoyed this episode, would you be willing to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're tuning in? You can connect with me on LinkedIn using the link in the show notes. And until next week, don't be afraid to get out there and break some boundaries.